Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you very much, Campsville Baptist Church, for being such a great and faithful partner to what God is doing in Romania. As you know, I'm coming from the country of Romania that has been under communist rule until 26 years ago. I came to know the Lord during that time of persecution and darkness, and I had the joy to see the mighty hand of God moving when from a human perspective, it seems that everything was lost. And in 1989, communism was overthrown. And together with the other Eastern European countries, Romania came to political freedom. Today, Europe, and Romania including, is facing one of the greatest spiritual challenges in the history of these nations. Europe is no longer a secular continent. Europe is increasingly pagan. Paganism is the worldview that is ruling the day in Europe at this time. Just to have an idea, if you go downtown Vienna, Austria, on the streets light, they promote same-sex marriage. On the street lights, downtown Vienna. If you go to the Netherlands, there is a political party with an open agenda to legalize pedophilia in Europe. If you go to Sweden, Sweden already legalized incest. In Norway, there is a political party that is pushing to legalize necrophilia and zoophilia. So if you go to Europe at this time, paganism is on the rise. I have the joy and the privilege to lead a university on that continent. And Emmanuel University of Oradea, Romania is the only accredited conservative evangelical university on the whole continent of Europe. There is no other conservative evangelical university on the continent. So that's our mission field. That's our place where God has called us to stand for the gospel, to proclaim the gospel and demonstrate the gospel. Not as survivors, but as conquerors. So this morning, together with my heartfelt gratitude to you for being such a faithful partners and allowing your pastor to come teach and preach for us, supporting the school and praying, allow me to share with you a few thoughts from the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, 
And we shall focus this morning on one verse. Matthew 6, 10. It's just one request. In this great prayer that the Lord taught his disciples. Your kingdom come. What a great request. Now we know the background. Jesus was on earth. He selected his 12 disciples. And they were in the training process to become the mighty apostles. They will take the gospel from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. They constantly observed that Jesus is departing from them either in the mountain or a lonely place and Jesus will spend time in prayer. The disciples were so impressed with the prayer life of Jesus that one day they approached Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. It's amazing that they didn't say, Lord, teach us to preach. Or Lord, teach us to work miracles. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. While there were other people that were praying at that time, known as the Pharisees, but the disciples were not impressed with the prayer life of the Pharisees. There was something about the prayer life of Jesus. There's such a deep impression on them. And they say, Lord, teach us to pray. We have noticed what is happening when you pray. Lead us into that mystery of prayer. Into that secret. So Jesus taught them what is the most profound prayer. Is the most condensed and yet is covering everything. Part of this prayer is this one request. Your kingdom or thine kingdom come. What are we asking for when we pray your kingdom come? What actually are we asking for? Well, it depends on one's worldview. Our worldview will influence our understanding of prayer. If one is adopting a humanist worldview, one would believe, together with the humanist, that our world is inherently a good world. That human beings are good Inherently good beings. We live in a world that is so good. And the world will continue to progress toward uh, an ever better life. And the world will become a place where everybody will love everybody. Everybody will be healthy and rich and happy. And we will be able to solve all our problems. Because yes, there are some minor problems in our world. 
But the humanists will say, well, we know them. We know the cause of those small problems. And we can fix them. We have the understanding. We have the resources. So we can fix the problems of our world. So when we pray your kingdom come, it's just a lip service. Because literally, your kingdom is what we do. It's actually our kingdom. We are the masters. We know what to do. Just a few months ago in Romania, we had our general election for the Romanian parliament. Well, I'm telling you something that it never happens in your country. Our politicians come before us and say, well, if you vote for me, I will solve all your problems. I will solve your job problem, family problem, education, health, transportation, vacation, retirement, everything I will take care of. Just vote for me. Well, four years ago, they did the same. And after four years, they didn't solve the problem. The country is even in a worse shape than before. But they keep coming, vote for me because I know what the problems are and I have the solution. Do they tell us the truth? From a humanist perspective, this is what they believe and this is what they tell us. But four years later, they will tell us, well, we were not able to do that, but it's not our fault. We were not allowed by the other on the other side. But at a more personal level, when we look at our inner problems, we say, well, give me some more time and I will fix it. I can fix up my life. I can manage that. I can fix my marriage. I can fix my anger, my jealousy, my addiction. I can solve them because I know what the problem is and I have the answer. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, we literally doesn't mean that. What we say is that just give me more time. That is the humanist worldview. And our children are exposed to that in our schools, in our universities. Our media is selling that. And from year to year, we hear the same story. But the people are not better. The world in which we live, with all the technological progress, when it comes to the human condition and human moral life, the world is going from bad to worse. But there is another worldview. It is the biblical worldview. According to the Bible, something terrible happened to our world. Something terrible happened to us. Human beings and that tragedy profoundly altered our inner life. 
And we are inherently corrupted human beings. The wickedness is part of our life. Our hearts are very deceitful. And very wicked. Our world is a world. Affected by corruption and sin. And evil. Our world is so sick at its very core. And we as human beings are so utterly lost. And more time will not solve it. We do not need more time. We need something completely different. And from that perspective, when we say that kingdom come, it is the acknowledgement that we are failure. We are lost. That we are on our way to eternal destruction. And in utter despair, we look up and say, Lord, only you can fix our problems. Only you can change us. Only you can transform my life. Only you can save my marriage. Only you can set me free from that addiction. Only you can take away the sin that is upon my life. Only you can change my destiny. So when we cry out, thy kingdom come, in utter despair, we proclaim, Lord, unless you move, there is no hope for us. And we cry out, Lord, have mercy and come down. Come down and fix our problems. This is what we are asking when we say, thy kingdom come. Acknowledge our failure, our sinfulness, and acknowledge that only he and him alone can change our lives and can change the course of our history. Now let me tell you, in two practical examples how that have worked in the past. In 1973, in the country of Romania under communist rule, under heavy persecution, under the darkness of atheism and Marxism, with so many of our pastors in jail, so many of our church buildings being bulldozed down, with so many of us being under persecution, with so many of our children being discriminated against every single day. When we were not allowed to give a copy of the word of God to someone, because there will be a criminal offense, and one could spend years in jail for giving someone a Bible. We began to pray. And we pray, Lord, may your kingdom come in this country of darkness. And we began to pray. And ask God to open the floodgates of heaven. And the gospel will be proclaimed in Romania on radio and television. In the presidential palace, in the parliament of Romania, public schools, military campuses. The gospel will be proclaimed on the streets and in the schools. Those who heard us praying like that in the 70s. 
thought that we are crazy or eccentrics. How can you pray that in a country controlled by communists, the gospel will be proclaimed on radio and television? How can you pray that the gospel will be proclaimed in the presidential palace when the president was the dictator, Nicolae Ceausescu? How can you pray that in the communist parliament, the gospel will be proclaimed? We pray. And as we pray, the revival started in the land. And thousands upon thousands of people were converted. They were saved. 1989, God intervened. We began to pray in 73. 1989 was the turnaround. Communism was gone. Do you know that the gospel is proclaimed on radio and television? The gospel is proclaimed in the presidential palace, in the parliament of Romania, in the public school, in the military, the sports arena. The doors are wide open. Whatever we ask, God has given us. Out of those prayer years, the whole idea of Emmanuel University was born. Those are our roots. And now, we are praying as our graduates are serving Christ in 39 countries of the world. I wish I would have the time to tell you story after story. How God has opened the door and the kingdom is expanding. Because we have prayed. But you say, well, pastor... But I am struggling with something more personal. I have something that I am struggling and I cannot get out of that. Let me tell you a personal story. I married in 1975. A beautiful young girl. I loved her. I love her now. She is my wife. And... We married because we loved each other. Soon after we got married, I discovered that my heart is controlled by anger. I was such an angry person. And the the anger in my life ruined our marriage. My wife was afraid to talk to me, not to start another outburst of anger. Now, I was a clinical psychologist. I knew all the theories from the humanist perspective. So I was trying to manage my anger. Because, you know, this is what they teach us. How to manage your anger. And I tried to manage it and I couldn't manage it. Because it was deep inside. I realized that my life is ruining my wife, my marriage, our future. So I began to read the Bible. And I came across a scripture in Galatians chapter 5. And there it says that the fruit of the sinful nature is anger. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, and joy. So, for a whole month, 31 days, every morning I woke up, I went to another room, 
I opened the Bible to Galatians 5, 18 to 22. Confess to God that my life is controlled by the fruit of the sinful nature. After one month, one morning as I was praying, I felt that my heart is set free. The burden and the spirit of anger was gone. I woke up. And I was a different person. I went into the kitchen and my wife was there doing something in the kitchen. I said, good morning, sweetheart. And she was afraid to look at me. So I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm trying to fix something for lunch. I said, what are you planning for? She said, whatever you like. So I said, whatever you will do will be the best meal for me today. She couldn't believe. She turned around, she looked at me, and said, what happened to you? (laughs) So I said, why? She said, your face is different. You're a different person. I never have seen such a face, such a peace and joy on your face ever since I met you. What happened to you? I said, sweetheart, please forgive me for all those difficult times I gave you because of my spirit of anger. This morning, my Lord set me free. Now, that was in 1975. You can ask my wife, from 1975 to the present day, I never been angry again. Thy kingdom come. Can you identify something that is ruining your life? Do you identify, maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's fear. Anxiety. Jealousy. Maybe there is something there. Can you get on your knees and say, thy kingdom come. Lord, my heart is so wicked. They teach me how to manage sin. But you came to set me free from sin. I am not here to learn how to manage. I am here to learn how to be set free and transformed. Can you identify something in your life? When we pray your kingdom come, we are asking for supernatural intervention. And when he comes, he brings his kingdom into our lives. Now you may say, Pastor, but those are past stories. Do you have something fresh from now? Yes, I do. About a year ago, understanding how Europe is attacking families, children, we initiated in Romania a process to amend the Romanian constitution. It is a civil initiative to write in the Romanian constitution that marriage is the union between one man and one woman. Sixteen people started this civil initiative. To change, to amend the constitution, it is needed a national referendum. To call for a referendum, we have to have 500,000 valid signatures from across the nation. 500,000. 
We began to pray, Lord, thy kingdom come and save the marriages of Romania. Emmanuel University together with others were at the forefront. You know that God raised 80,000 volunteers across the country. 80,000 volunteers. We raised 3 million valid signatures. While the opposition was enormous. Some of the agencies that were fighting against us are financed by the American billionaire George Soros. They attack us from every front. We managed to validate three million signatures in the country. We went to the Romanian Senate and applied for the procedures to call for a referendum. We were attacked at the Constitutional Court of Romania. That the whole process is anti-constitutional. We had the hearing with the Supreme Court of Romania and the ruling was unanimous in our favor. The entire Supreme Court unanimous rule on our favor. We went to the Senate and the Judiciary Committee and the Constitutional Committee unanimously vote on our favor. Now we will go on the floor of the Senate, then on the floor and the the committees on the lower house, the House of Representatives, and then we have to call for a national referendum. Do you know that million upon million of people have been challenged and they pray, thy kingdom come in the country of Romania. You know, 16 people started that. Just a small group. Nothing special. But you say, yes, pastor, but I'm still struggling with something deep in my heart. A few months ago, a young man married for some years with two children came to me. He was broken. He was ruined. said, pastor, help me because I'm ruining my life, my eternity, my family. And he confessed that he is addicted to pornography. I listened to his story. I explained to him that what he needs is the supernatural intervention of the kingdom of God in his heart. I asked him to take a few days of fasting and prayer. I invited him to the university on the campus on a day of fasting and prayer. I joined him on fasting and prayer. He spent the whole day alone just with his Bible. No telephone, no iPad, no computer. Just him and the Word of God and the Holy Spirit there in the room. In the evening, he came to my office. I spent the day fasting and prayer for him. He came. We knelt down. He opened up his heart. He confessed that since his early teens... He's been attracted to pornography. He cried out to God for deliverance. Friends, he was delivered. It's been a few months. He went home. He told his wife. His wife called me and said, Pastor, you cannot imagine I have a different husband. He is a completely transformed. He is a whole new person. Because he's the kingdom of heaven. Now, our graduates are taking the message of the kingdom to 39 countries of the world. From Siberia, 
to deep in the heart of the Muslim world. Because we know, if there is hope, it's only because of him and his kingdom. And he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of glory. He won. He overcome. He came victorious at the cross of Calvary. And in his cross, in his sacrifice, there is forgiveness for you and me. There is hope for you and me. The kingdom is expanding. Do you identify something that you feel that the Holy Spirit is just dealing with you right now? In your personal life, in your family, your relationship. But what about your country? What about Europe? What about the rest of the world? I know that in a few days time you will have a new president. We pray that God will bless America. But you know, the hope for America is in Christ alone. The hope for Europe is in Christ alone. And his kingdom can grow if we go on our knees. And so, Lord, I completely surrender. Thank you for allowing me to be with you this morning. Would you consider to allow Dr. Kelly Burris to come one more week to teach and preach for us? All of you in favor, look at me. Thank you very much, <laughs> Pastor. be orchestrated in our life and throughout our families. The Lord Jesus Christ knew exactly what he was doing when he was teaching his disciples that prayer. And that should be the prayer of every one of us every day. I wonder if you're here today and you're struggling with something. Does God's Kingdom reign and rule in your life. Why not today to dedicate that heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ? We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. And this hymn of invitation is for you to come and to meet with God. And to have an opportunity to allow the Lord to do something supernatural in and through your life. So I want to encourage you to do that today. Maybe you've never even received Christ as your Lord. Well, today would be that day that you would allow His kingdom to be established in your life. (coughs) Maybe you're here today and you've never been baptized. You've never fully followed Him in those baptismal waters. Today is a day for you to make that decision. So I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe God's encouraged you to be a part of the fellowship of this church. Whatever God is speaking to you about, listen and obey. As the old songwriter put it one time, as we've sung so many times, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in the Lord.